On this week's episode of Three Rural White Guys, they think we're stupid. We break down the consistent and organized campaigns of Fox News and the Republican Party to undermine the basic common sense of the American people. Who are the Three Rural White Guys? Jacob Dodds is an expert in emergency services and rural health care. Kellen Gracie is a data and political scientist. And I'm Mike Heaton, an expert in nonprofit management and rural economic development. In the end, though, we're just three rural white guys sitting in their garage, drinking beer, and talking politics. Grew up with cornfields in every direction. That's where I learned all of my lessons about life and living without fences. In the land of the free to have opinions. If you work a job, you ought to make a living. George Strait or George Gay, there's no difference. People need help, and I think that we should listen. Three chords, and my truth is I'm a good old boy with the bleeding heart. Just a homegrown hick with the hybrid car. I think y'all means harm, and I know we all just want to know that we belong. And there's a lot more color in the mix when you're loud and proud out in the sticks. I am what I So as all of our listeners know, that have been with us the whole time, we literally started this this show on, what, the week after January 6, 2021. Um, I, got, I got to sort of relive that today. I went, was going back. I was showing one of the guys that's doing our editing for some of our podcasts um, just how some of our other content is. So you got an idea of what we're about, how we started, all that kind of stuff, right? And I listened to that first really 20 minutes of episode one. And guys, it brought back like some trauma. Like mm-hmm. we, we just, we walk through just how, how hard it was to watch Americans attacking America, you know, and just that emotion, that wave of emotions. What do you guys remember from that very first episode, from that day when we were, when we were watching it? We were texting each other online. What, did, what were your feelings from January 6th that you had during that time? For me, it was fear. I, I just didn't know what was going on. Fear of the unknown. Yeah. Because I, I, was, I watched the whole thing live. The, the cameras were, <laughs> we, all saw the, we all saw the footage, right? We, we saw it. Um, and the, the, mo- the part that stood out the most was I, I was watching it live when, the, when Ashley Babbitt came out on a stretcher. Right. I remember that. And she like went by the reporter behind the reporter. Yeah. And yeah. I remember texting you guys like, oh, I just saw, I woke up with blood. Uh, yeah. Someone, someone came out on a, yeah. on a gurney and with blood. There's been injuries. And, someone, and someone was shot. That was on a live news broadcast. So, right? so there was no context. I remember like, yeah, no, no one's even talking about the woman who was just carried out in a body bag. Yeah. See, the, the, the paramedic emergency preparedness person and me <laughs> got a bad feeling as soon as I saw the, the camera started showing people leaving while Trump was speaking. Oh, yeah. And started, you know, moving up the mall. Right. I remember we had this on at work. And I remember looking at the TV and saying to everybody that was sitting there, there there's going to be a riot and there's going to be a lot of people die. Yeah. Yeah. Because you could just, you could tell, you could tell by the, you know, they broadcast Trump's speech, and you could tell by the language that he used that he was firing them up like he does. Oh, yeah, yeah. Intentionally. 
And when they when they left, I was like, here here it goes. And then you started seeing the smoke and everything else. Yep. And yeah, it would, I was not shocked when when the Ashley Babbitt thing happened. Right. I I was surprised that they weren't mowing people down on in front of the Capitol. Right. Which was, in, if I recall, very in contrast to what had happened not that long before, just a couple blocks away, with a Black Lives Matter protest, where they did gas people and, and mow them down physically. They didn't kill mm -hmm. anybody. But that said, what got me is this was the first real large-scale riot on our Capitol that was streamed live by everybody. Like, I remember the news not showing footage of their own newscast. They did that, too. But they were showing footage. They were finding online of things being posted in real time by the insurrectionists right that's the part that like that made it very real like this isn't some kind of yeah this it was bad you know i was 20 years old when 9 11 happened and i i had some of the same feelings i did yes. during 9 11 yes. but it was almost scarier because uh you know when 9 11 happened it was kind of this unseen enemy right and these were Americans. Yeah. With American <laughs> flags. Yeah. Right next to Nazi flags and Confederate flags. But yeah, I mean, these, these were the people who'd been screaming rule of law and blue lives matter right. and all of these things for the last, you know, several years. Right. And they're beating police officers and destroying our destroying our Capitol building. And then we saw just how bad it really was last summer during the committee january 6th committee and all their footage they, they released a lot of unseen footage that had never been shown before from capital security cameras things like that that showed you just how violent it really was but that's where the big butt comes in the, the world isn't a michael bay movie right it's I, I worked in a lot of emergency service management, like after tornado, after uh, um, earthquakes, things like that. And and the theme for all the the service workers are it's hurry up and wait. And you probably know this as a, an ambulance worker too, as EMS a professional, is you hurry up, you get there, you do what you can, and they have to wait until something else happens, or wait until somebody else gets there, right? And these situations are similar. There's there's a lot of downtime, and then something bad happens, and everybody and chaos reigns, and then there's downtime and that kind of stuff. Well, footage got released at Tucker Carlson. Well, this was this was this was one of the deals that McCarthy struck to get the speakership was that he would release this forty-four thousand hours of security footage to, to exclusively to Tucker Carlson. So let's start there before we even go into what happened with that footage. Why the fuck would you do that? Is a the 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 House Majority Leader negotiating with a spinster from a propaganda network? I think that's the first question that anybody should ask themselves right. with us. Right. But we'll put that aside <laughs> for now. Kellen, you sort of you're the one that sent me stuff on this when it first was coming out. What what actually happened? What did Tucker Carlson do with this footage? Why was it controversial? What it, it got people made a big deal of it. Well, he cherry picked it, right? <clears throat> he he took however many thousands of hours of footage there was of the event of the day around in and around the Capitol. And basically took the footage that made people look harmless and like there was nothing going on and highlighted that, focused on that. In particular, he focused on Jacob Chansley, um, the QAnon shaman idiot, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and showed like one scene of him going down a hallway peacefully, like without anyone. He was around. following the cops around. And, and when I saw that footage... What I saw, he was. That's right. That's that's the spin he gave it. Is he was walking around with a police. Yeah, he was literally the, following yeah. the cops in their exact steps. Yeah, and if you watch him, he's 
talking. He's yelling. So he's he's instigating. He's harassing. My, yeah, my context is is he was trying to get them to do something. He was talking shit. But there's no audio, so you right. don't know that. He just looked like he's peacefully following the the police around. Yeah. The Titanic was a peaceful place right before it went underwater. You <laughs> yeah, know, I mean, there like, were people, they were playing music on the deck. Right? All the way to the <laughs> end, at least according to the movie. Yeah. Again, again, life isn't like the movies. People. If you did, like, footage in the office of, like, the New York Trade Center the morning of 9-11, like, it was super peaceful. Well, and Nothing they, even happened. They, they, they even show, he even, he even shows people, like, wandering around through offices, rifling through stuff, but they're not trashing the office. Yeah. But the office is trashed. Like, you can see blood and shit smeared <laughs> on the walls. Right. On, in the like footage. They're being peaceful. But, but, but again, like, these are, these are congressmen's offices. Right. So he, they're, they're breaking the fucking yeah, law. There's classified material there. quietly the shuffle the through their shit. Yeah. The people who back Tucker Carlson and, and think that what he did was a smart idea... The Marjorie Taylor Greens, the Lauren Boberts, and Matt Gates. This, these idiots are a minority. They're a minority. So I've got um, Mitch here. Should we t- should we listen to Mitch? So is this is this the actual Republicans? I'm going to say smart Republicans, but not the dumbass Republicans' response. At least in the context of this particular issue, yes. Okay. What do you got? With regard to the uh, presentation on Fox News last night, I want to associate myself entirely with the opinion of the chief of the Capitol Police about what happened on January 6th. Given that you agree with the Capitol Police's very serious concerns about the release of this footage, was it a mistake by Speaker McCarthy to give access to Tessa Carlson of this security footage? My uh, concern is how it was depicted, which is a different issue. Clearly, the chief of the Capitol Police, in my view, correctly describes what most of us witnessed firsthand on January 6th. So are you saying we agree with Mitch? Uh, I, I, here, I agree with Mitch. Because we fucking saw it. That's right, man. And yeah. you know what? Uh, who's who's over his shoulder there in that video clip? Well, it's Joni Ernst. Didn't you say something about so, someone was giving you shit online about Joni Ernst? Yeah. So so it actually was uh, her, her page popped up in my news feed on Facebook. It was like a pretty benign post. It was, you know, it was like a, it's today is like 125 days to the start of the Iowa State Fair. And so I, I ventured into the comments section and the amount of hate and vitriol directed at her from Trump loyalists because she stood next to Mitch McConnell. She's a rhino now. I mean, there's there's people that want a primary or that think she's a traitor. Yeah, it's so fucking stupid. Be, just because she was in that clip. Because she was standing next to Mitch McConnell. Yeah, she she does, she hasn't even said anything about it. Right. Nothing. She's she's never made any public statement about it, but just by association. But even then, if she had, she'd be right. Right. Because we right. all literally watched it happen on the day of. But that's the Republican Party today. And, and in this in this same week, you've seen you know Pence. I mean, they wanted to kill Mike Pence. They had a gallows sitting on the on the hill. There's pictures of it. Like, who the fuck brings that to a to a peaceful rally? But despite all of that, despite everything that was known from the January sixth committee, gallows, you know. he would never throw Trump under the bus. And then this last week, he he all of a sudden Pence is like new phone, who dis? Right? <laughs> you know, he, he's 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 out. And I'm sure that that's aimed at the fact that he's planning on running for president. Oh yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. But nonetheless, I mean this. This has fractured the Republican Party. Mm-hmm. Right. This did not have the intended effect. Right. 
that they thought this would be the rallying flag that all the Republicans would come back to the Trump tent. Yeah, all of them would be like, "Yeah, you're right. They're just we proved him wrong. Release all the Jan six people. That's the that was the fucking that's the thing they're saying. Release all these people from jail. Just let them out. That's what they're saying. Yeah, the party of law and order." When they clearly broke the law, when they recorded themselves breaking the fucking law and bragged about and bragged it. about it, we should let them Make free videos. because you know screw the law. Yeah, Ridiculous. it's it's hypocritical. But I, I want to dig down this a little bit, guys, because what Tucker Carlson did, it's just stupid. Here's the thing: we live in we live in Redville, right? We live in Republicanville in, in rural Iowa here, right? And I have neighbors who vote Republican. I have neighbors who voted for Trump, and mm-hmm. they care about Trump, mm-hmm. and they, they say some of the stuff. But here's the thing. When I talk to them, they're not that fucking stupid. Well, they, they, they really aren't. They, they are, they are they're smart people. I mean, some of them are engineers. Some of them work on tractors for a living. They're mechanics. They have degrees in agriculture. Well, they're not stupid. So why is Fox News... Treating everybody that, like they're the so thing. fucking stupid. They're not stupid, but Fox News treats them like they're stupid. Yeah, this, yes. I mean, the, what's it. really yeah, ironic about right. this is is after, right, like the week before this whole thing with Tucker Carlson releasing this footage happened is when the, the Fox text came out, right, because of the Dominion lawsuit. Oh, right, yeah. Oh, that's right. And, what's what's and, the Dominion lawsuit real quick for our listeners who don't know? So, so Fox is being sued for, like, I don't know. $1.6 billion. Yeah, billions. I know it's a billion. <laughs> you knew that right off the top of your head. <laughs> I like keep that. Track. For, for pushing the election denialism uh, and, and saying that it's Dominion that rigged it, right? Right. And so now, as a result of the depositions, there's been all of these emails and text release that basically show that all of the talking heads on Fox did not believe any of this. Right. But they pushed it because they feared Trump. Right. And they feared his base and that this would destroy Fox if they didn't. Mm-hmm. And I think this sums it up. So one of these texts was from Alex Pfeiffer, who's a producer that works for Tucker Carlson. Um, he's since left, but he wrote in a text message, it is so insane, but our viewers believe it. So addressing again, how her stupid Venezuela affidavit isn't proof might insult them. This is in reference to Sidney Powell's craziness. Um, Mr. Shaw suggested that Carlson mentioned the affidavit saying it was not new info, not proof, and then pivot to being deferential. Pfeiffer later added one funny thing. Dominion was used in Ohio and Florida. Trump won both of those. Did they forget to rig those, or was that all part of the plan? And then <laughs> Mr. Shaw later asked Pfeiffer if he had seen that Newsmax host Greg Kelly came after him. And he goes, yeah, this whole thing is surreal. It's like negotiating with terrorists, but especially dumb ones. Mm. Cousin fucking types, not Saudi <laughs> royalty. What the fuck? Are you serious? That's literally, that is literally a Fox producer saying that they think that Republican voters are dumb cousin fucking terrorists. Oh, my right. God. Literally. That's, that's yeah. them talking about their audience. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's them referring to their audience. They think we're stupid. That's, folks, that's what they think about you. That's what they think about you. So it's easy for us to just well, well no, hold, on, hold on, hold on, but let's 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 give go me some over, proof. Well, yeah, let's go over to proof. let's go over to foxnews.com. Let's, <laughs> let's check this out, right? Pull it up, pull up the website. Okay. All right, pull, first Wait, thing here. Let's be clear, it's clear. You're just pulling it up, right? Yeah, yeah. Randomly. Yep. Okay. First thing. Yeah. Uh, oh my god. This is my favorite. Activity. Okay. Yeah. Parents outraged after Oregon teacher asked students to write sexual fantasy short story. The assignment asked students to incorporate objects like candles, massage oils, and feathers into the story. You go through here, you read this story, you read what's going on in the assignment, and you actually get into the context of this, and you can clearly see this as a uh, health ed teacher 
Uh, this is all very academic, right? The assignment as it's written, there's a screenshot of the assignment from the online class portal, Canvas, whatever they're using here. Um, very clearly, like a school approach here, maybe not the best assignment, but here's here's the question here. Why 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 do I care about this? It's in Oregon. It's it's in Oregon. Like, why is this national single news? A single teacher in so, Oregon. Right. So So, okay, so if you're a parent, and you're upset about this, and you're like, yeah, this is a problem, right? Like, you contact your school, and you're like, really, guys? Like, this is probably a bit risque. Is this really what we should be, right. what we should have in our high school? As a high school, by the way. The teacher gets a slap on the wrist. Well, and then you have a conversation about right. what's in the curriculum and whether this is appropriate and all that stuff. And, 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 you know, deal with it like adults. Right. What this feels like is a screaming toddler uh, who wants to blow up and, and use whatever platform Fox News has to just add this to the heap of culture war bullshit. Right. That's what this feels like. So, so then if you just go back, Fox thinks we're stupid. You know, yeah, exactly. Cause Fox thinks people are yeah. stupid. So if you just go in and we'll just do a little bit more here, <laughs> that the first two words are parents outraged, right? So if you just Google, or, I'm sorry, not Google, but on Fox, just search in their, in their search engine here, just parents outraged, parents outraged. And you just go back and see that they use this phrase constantly, like all the time. And, and most of these like same, similar thing where, where they're talking about a teacher or a school district, something to do with the education system. And if you do like variations on this, you see this is daily people. This is daily. Here's another one. New Jersey sex ed students discussing anal sex in eighth grade is age appropriate, says Governor Murphy, who's a Democrat, by the way. Of course. Right, so hit piece on the governor of Jersey um, trying to use the phrase anal sex as something that's shocking that you just right. no one should ever know anything about anal sex, right? Um, I don't know the context of that article. I'm not going to do it. Here, here's another one. Christian teacher loses job after refusing to deceive parents on kids' gender transition. So this SoCal teacher loses her job after disclosing uh, without the student's uh, consent their, their gender identity to parents. And so it, it's just every day non-stop demonizing schools educators stoking culture war flames and they do it in a way where it's all packaged up as if this is legit journalism they think they think you're dumb so they yeah. can just sprinkle this every day a different version of it but it's all the same shit yeah. Every day. They also know that you're probably never going to actually read the article. You're right. just going to no, see the headline. the headline. That's right. Because, because if you And read, then share it. Yeah. If, you, if yeah. you read that article, it also mentions in there about how the purpose of the assignment, and, and I'm not defending this by any means. It was a makeup assignment, I don't have enough. I don't have enough uh, context to, to really develop an opinion on it, but it does make it clear in there that the whole point of it was to basically show that you can have love and intimacy without sexual intercourse. Right. Like that was the so whole it's purpose. It's a health class. It sounds like. So, right? so it yeah. kind of sounds to me more like it's abstinence education. One important part of the assignment is it, very important, no penetration allowed, right? Like it's, it's very clearly directing the student to think about this in a way that has nothing to do with sex. Right. Yeah. Here we are reading about this on foxnews.com as the first thing I pull up what nine o'clock eight o'clock at at night on a wednesday well this has been my whole thing throughout this whole thing right all of these books that they've gone after they're trying to to frame it in the sense that like little kids are reading these like these are in elementary school libraries they're not they're in high school libraries and i i think to this case in particular i think it's appropriate and responsible for the school district to approach it this way because there's a statistic that says that 
uh, teenagers age 13 to 17, 73% of them, and that's general. That's not male f- versus female. That's just general. 73% of them have watched porn. Right. That's their introduction to how sex works. Right. You know, and just, I, I, we'll, we'll move on from this. Just one last you're thing, good, though. Good. We go over to, like, ABC News. Right, what to know about uh, the rollback of bank rules and SV Silicon Valley Bank's demise, right? Like, oh my, it's like, oh yeah, that's like important. I probably, probably need to know about that, right? Uh, you go to like CBS News, right? Moscow trying to retrieve U.S. drone after Pentagon blames Russian jet that's for a crash, right? Pretty like, big deal. Kind of a big fucking deal, right? <laughs> then you go to like Politico.com, right? Um, oh, here's this really cool thing about uh, this whole legal case going on today, and like Michael Cohen came out of court, and today that's the kind of big thing that's going on in the Washington circle. So Politico is all about. My Michael Cohen and Stormy Daniels and the the pending uh, charges coming down. But you look at this, right? And you're just like, okay, headline news, stuff that's important for the nation, things people care about. And then they're over here, and the first thing you see is let's stoke them, culture culture war flames. Because they think we're fucking stupid. That's right. There's no other way to put it. They think we're stupid. I mean, granted, we need to stop acting stupid. Don't get me wrong. But in general, all the rural people I know, they're not this stupid. Right. We're smart. We really are. So, but they keep feeding this bullshit, which. Well, and, and, and they'll, and they want you to think, they want you to think the parents being outraged over this dumb f- assignment is more important than the, the Pentagon right. dealing with Russia and the drones. It's more important than Stormy Daniels and Michael Cohen and what's right. going on. And that, that's the thing here, right? Right. They want you to care more about that shit. Because they want you to be thinking about that when you head to the ballot box in November. That's all like it comes down someone to. Someone saw the, the incredible rise of the Kardashians and were like, how can we do it with politics? Yeah. How can we just, how can we, I think we need a new segment, guys. I, I think it makes sense to me. Let's, let's do it in a little segment here. Let's call it, um, they think we're fucking stupid. I think we need a new segment, either every week or once in a while. They think we're fucking stupid. And just give me, give me an example. Uh, something from Fox News, from a politician. It's just so like, just you read it and you're like, what the fuck are you thinking? We're not this fucking stupid. Do you guys have any examples top of your heads or things you saw in the last couple of weeks that would be a good example? Let's we'll go around the horn here. What do you got? I'll give you a couple seconds to think about it. All right. Kellen already Kellen, did Kellen, you got one? Well, I already did one. He segued us into He did. He did yeah. beautifully. Uh, how, about, how about you, Jacob? You got one? Yeah, so I, I, for me, if you've been watching the weaponization committee hearings, they've been wait the what gold the weapon is this like a military committee? Yeah. What the hell's the so, weaponization? So I guess committee. I should give some background. So, so you know that was the big thing that they were going to do. Republicans were going to do once they took over the House was they were going to form this. Uh, it was basically their response to the January sixth committee, right? They believed that the FBI and the CIA and all these government organizations had conspired together against the Trump administration. And that the Justice Department was basically treating him differently than other politicians, right. namely the Bidens. Uh, of course. And they were going to get to the bottom of this and get to the, the bottom of Hunter Biden's laptop and, and all of that shit, right? And they called it the weaponization of yes. what? Government the wepo- committee? The weaponization of government committee. Okay. <laughs> And and Sorry. Jim Jordan, a poor guy, so he fucking he, he got okay. it. He he's been getting his ass handed to him so much that he's just openly hostile now. Right. I mean, right. if you if you watch the if you watch the hearings, he 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 just gets he just gets pissed at meltdown every fucking day because he brings in they bring in they they prayed in these witnesses that think they're going to make a point for him, and then the 
the Democrats just destroy them. Of course, because it's all <laughs> fuck. So wait, so wait, are they they're weaponizing government? To counter the weaponization of government? Right. Is, that, is that what's going on? Right. They're bringing in people to... Right. What the fuck? And part of their whole big thing is is claiming, like, First Amendment stuff on, like, Twitter. Uh, supposedly, the Biden administration was able to get certain things removed from Twitter um, or or things that weren't fi- favorable to the, to the Biden team, especially, like, with the Hunter Biden laptop story. But here's my thing, is uh, aside from the fact that they've gotten owned on almost everything that they've done with it um you could have you could have made your case you guys have been talking about this fucking laptop for how long now basically since biden announced he's running for president right 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 you have it it was a swift boat of the biden administration yes you have it so fucking put it out there for evidence right but they just keep talking about it and they they talk about they don't put any evidence out there because Obviously, they've gotten a hold of the hard drive. They realize there's nothing really, truly that they can do anything with on it. So all they can really do now is sit there and talk about it and talk about it and talk about it like it's still a thing. It's right. it's it's like it's basically like the election denialism. Right. I mean, they've basically become Mike Lindell at this point. You know, <laughs> it, we have the evidence, and I'm going to release it in the next couple of weeks. But never do it. Right. But right. you still keep people outraged about it. Who was it. that guy that did the Capone vault? Oh, he's Geraldo. On, he's on Fox News now, Geraldo too. Geraldo Rivera. Of course he is. Of course he is. Yeah. So they, they, they think we're fucking stupid. Yeah, they do. <laughs> I, I mean, they, they do. They, and they, they've unfortunately, they've convinced a lot of people that, that our government is... Uh, and I'm not I'm not one that's going to stand here and say that there's not corrupt aspects of, of our government. Are. Of course, there are. but they they think that that there's been this like massive uh, apparatus behind the scenes that that is is aimed at screwing over Republicans. Right. And it's they, they've been owned on it all the way. Right. I mean, uh, one of the cases that that just happened the other day. They had one of the Twitter people in there, and they were asking about a, a particular tweet that had been asked to be removed. And the Democrats started calling him out. They've started calling him out, asking for context on this, right? Because Jim Jordan was all proud of himself. He he was like, "Oh, we've got, you know." He reads reads that this this tweet was asked to be. He reads an email from the right. Twitter files, and and so one of the Democrats, I don't remember who it was, came back and said. Uh, what was the context? Like, do you know what the tweet was in reference to? And he wouldn't say. Of course not. And so finally, he he somebody some aide hands him a piece of paper, and he reads the tweet, and it's COVID misinformation. Huh. That's yeah. what the Biden administration had asked to be removed was COVID misinformation. Right. Right. Legit COVID. But before they did that, they got Jim Jordan to acknowledge that shouldn't things that are potentially harmful to American citizens be blocked from twitter and he acknowledged yeah. that it should <laughs> i mean that's the kind of shit they've done right. that every day it's yeah. no wonder that jim's so pissed they think we're fucking stupid there's that's the only it I, I got one here that i think is this is more of a personal one that that i watched happen in real time as i sat in a uh this is local guys this is this happening by local politicians that are doing this shit now too it's not just the big names at the top of the top of the, the ladder here so our local state senator was given a uh, legislative breakfast type situation. You know, all the communities come together from the district and they hang out and they, they ask the legislators questions, which really they don't. It's the senators talk at you. And then if you ask anything controversial, they just, they spin it away. Right. But 
someone he's talking about education and the need to give funding to private schools and he wants to justify this by saying that public schools get a crap load of funding and in too much is his point and he starts well how many people in this room think that public schools per student get five thousand to seven thousand dollars and, you know, some people raise their hand, right? Like, because they think, oh, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to pretend I know something. He's like, no, no. How many people in this room think it's 7 to 10? And some people raise their hand. And then how many people in this room think it's, it's, it's you know, 10 to 15? And some people raise their hand. And I'm holding my hand down because I actually know this fucking fact because I ran for office. <laughs> it's sort of one of the things you should know is how many <laughs> dollars per kid um, does a school get? And then he finally says, how many people think it's over 15? Like this big dramatic conclusion to his big lesson he's teaching. You know, and I raise my hand and the other state legislator there, the actual state legislator there raises his hand, the guy that beat me in the in the election. Because we know, because we ran for fucking office. And he then makes this big dramatic pause. He's like, yeah, bet you didn't know that. <laughs> Like, you know, like as if it's some big thing. Had he started at 15, you know, and everybody like, oh, okay, yeah, that's not too bad. But he started really low and built his way up. It's, it's misleading as fuck. It's, it's like a fucking game show because they think people are fucking stupid. We know we're not stupid. There's people who know how to balance a budget. $15,000 for one student in a whole year. Per per, per per yeah, per the school people. district gets roughly that. That's, to that's a steal compared to the tuition at our our public university. Think about like daycare. Like oh God, daycare yeah. costs right. Like that's marginally better than yeah. their daycare costs. And with that on that daycare, those teachers, those those daycare providers, they're not getting paid shit. Right. But here's the thing: no one's walking away with a bunch of cash going. Ah, right. They screwed me right. That shit. Right. 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 You're paying your bills. You're taking care of your mortgage or you're lean on the on the and space. That, well, that, that is meaningless without what do you get for 15 grand? Exactly. And he doesn't want to go into that because I asked that question during the legislative session. Right. And let's actually talk about dollars, how they're spent, well, what they're being used on. And they're like, it's just too much. As well, if right. well, they people think can't. They think we're stupid. They think we're fucking stupid. And they can just, they can just make this dramatic bullshit exactly. showing. And exactly. It's it's all a fucking show because they think they can get away with well, that's, it. Well, that's it. The, the but modern, we're not that fucking stupid. No, the modern GOP, the modern Republican Party is just a party of performance artists. Yeah, that's, that's it. all they are. Yeah, that's, that's all right. they are. They get up on a stage and and perform. Yeah, and you know he did that to me. Rep, who's running for state rep against me? He says, he says the same number. It's like fifteen to seventeen thousand dollars per kid. And I get up on, I get up later. I'm like, that's not that much money. Like to teach my kid fifteen thousand dollars, I'm year. thankful that that school has that money because I actually know what the budget looked like. I said that's what that's what it takes to actually educate our kids and barely pay people enough to stay in the job, right? Right. right? Like that's what it takes. Like they're bringing their own supplies yeah. to class. But. And he immediately took to Facebook streaming like an hour after debate. And it's like. Mike Heaton thinks that fifteen to seventeen thousand dollars a year is, is a no reasonable money. amount to pay, yeah. and that's not much money at all. As he's if, an elitist who because, just yeah. writes fifteen thousand dollar checks like yeah. nothing. Yeah, because he thinks <laughs> our voters are stupid. He thinks our farmers who buy three hundred to five hundred thousand dollar tractors all they have are stupid. That's all they have. They don't have actual policy ideas, Mike. Exactly. They don't exactly. have any fucking clue what they're talking well, about. Well, and the the other the other thing I will tell you from my experience working in government, right, and dealing with government budgets is most people don't wrap their heads around how much the services that government provides to them actually cost. Right. I right. Mean, I mean, they, they, you know, they see the, the road grader go past their house. They don't realize that thing costs, you know, $850,000. Right. 
You know, they see a fire truck go down the street. They don't realize that fire truck costs a million dollars. Right. Um, so you think your Ford F-150 costs a lot. Try building a fire truck. Yeah. Trying to say that $15,000 to educate one student for a year is a ridiculous amount of money is. Uh, it's stupid. It is. It's so <laughs> stupid. <laughs> but they get away with it. And we'll get into that here in a little bit. I've talked about this before. Carl Rove is a brilliant conservative strategist, Republican strategist. And his whole thing is to turn your opponent's weakness into your strength or vice versa. Turn your opponent's strength into, into their weakness. And they do this. They know how to do this. And this is a coordinated effort. And that's why they spend so much time and energy yelling and screaming about left-wing elitists who talk down to normal folk. And they've got all the rural people believing that anyone with above a certain level of education or who uses certain phrases or might be a technocrat and is really specialized and knows absolutely everything there is to or know who about even interest rates. questions a headline or is like uh right or is like a i don't know a medical researcher in epidemiology you know so on and so forth they just don't get real americans right and they think you're stupid and they make they 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 create this whole echo chamber where that's the message, right? right? So wait, wait, let's get let's get to that because that's it's easy for us to spit that out. They make they 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 they. Who the hell is they? Yeah, who, who in this who's context? Doing this? Who is doing this? Because yeah, some people say, oh, social media has changed again. Like somebody's right, yeah. putting that shit out there. Well, we we spend a lot of time talking about conspiracy theorists, right? We sound like a bunch of conspiracy theorists here a little sitting bit, around little talking bit. about they, like the dark they. But like, do we know? The like who is they? Well, I mean, who's if, winning from I, this? I, well, I mean, the government's already looked into this, right? I mean, uh, we have an FBI report that shows that that Russia operated troll farms That's during right. the 2016 election. That wait, 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 what did you just say? Russia. No, no, that that, that for, they operated what now? Troll farms. Troll farms. We're gonna have to back up. Explain, explain a to troll me farm. What the fuck a troll farm. Okay. <laughs> What's a troll farm, Jacob? Basically, it's the it, it, if you go on social media today and you scroll through and you see a, a page that says like Front for Liberty, and it it's it's still going on about something that happened that was relevant in the culture war argument six months ago, but isn't there anymore. And you're wondering why are they still pushing this? That's a Russian troll farm. If, if, if any of you and any of you listeners out there are fans of Homeland, the fantastic Showtime series, but season five or season six, something like that is all about a troll farm. Oh, really? <laughs> but yeah, I mean, they, we, we know that, that Russia engaged in that in the 2016 election. They had, they had these troll farms that, Either they were operating pages or they were people with spoofed uh, profiles going in and commenting on pages, mm. basically shit posting on them. Well, they're very effective because they'll figure out ways to create fake profiles using real people's information. Right. They, so that's, when you get hacked, that's probably a Russian troll firm that right. did it. Or, or a version of it, right? Uh, there could be like three Jacob Dodds on Facebook. Who all have p pictures that look just like you, and only one of them's you. Two of them are are Russian <laughs> Russian operatives. <laughs> I watched that happen in real time once. I had a friend who was her Facebook account was hacked. They grabbed her. No, I think they just grabbed her picture and created a name similar. Yeah, it's I, I've seen. And she friended yeah. me, yeah. and I'm like, oh, it's it's Betty. Her name literally was Betty, yeah. and I'm like, it's Betty. Cool. I don't remember being a friend, of Betty. So I, yeah. I just I hit it. Sure, because it's Betty, right? But then I looked at her profile and it had like one picture. Yeah, and then suddenly. Had like seven pictures. Yep. 
Like they were literally doing it in real as, time. As people accept the friend request, yes. they get access to more all these stuff. And they they right. were building. I kept refreshing, refreshing. Finally, I just oh. let Betty know, like you got hacked. Yeah, I had the same. Uh, I had friended uh, one of my old professors from from college back in the day. Uh, I'm friends with him on Facebook, and same same thing happened. All of a sudden, I get a friend request from him, and I'm like. We're friends. You can yeah. you can also usually tell them too if you you know if you see them in a comment section or something the comment usually is really broken English. It's broken English. There's not proper punctuation. It's right. very difficult to really read it, but it's it's you know it's over the top like you know mm-hmm. whatever 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 misinformation they're pushing, and and the thing that I've heard uh, you know the people who are saying that's not true say is that well what 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 reason would what would Russia have to gain from that. The destabilization of America, right? <laughs> and you could argue that mission's been accomplished. Oh yeah, volatility yeah. and its number one geopolitical foe. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and you literally see it playing out. Right. Like he invaded well, a fucking country. Guys, we've we've talked about this before in in the twenty run up to the 2016, 2020 elections, where they would have. They would encourage these events for like pro Second Amendment groups to show up at one right. thing, or pro white supremacist groups to show up at one thing, and then they'd go over here and find like the Antifa and like Black Lives Matter people and rile them all, all up, up and get them to an event that's across the street from that. And there were like several instances of this happening where no one knew who organized it. No, it just out of like these two groups. Yeah, they want people to start shooting each other. Right, right. So there's that side, right? There's that side, but that's scary, man. Think about that. It is. They can get hordes of people who hate yeah. each other to show up organically yeah. wherever the fuck they want right. at any time they want. Right. And that's Russia. <laughs> but I would argue that we're doing it too. I would argue Fox oh, News do. is doing it. Well, we, in real time. We, uh, well, uh, yeah, you're you're talking about our domestic our domestic propaganda. Yeah, right. we we do this shit in other countries too. Let's not let's oh, not yeah. sugarcoat it. But but no, there's there's this domestic propaganda arm going on. The these same psychological games being played in our our mass media today. Oh, but yeah. in, in, most prominently in Fox News. Let's just start. We see it tiptoe around it. Well, and before we even get to Fox News, I'm going to go even more local for a second. You know, we I ran against Jeff Shipley. The reality is, I was up at the the state fair uh, representing Mount Pleasant and and talking about old threshers and shaking hands at our little booth that we have as a city, right? And I looked down the way, and there's the Iowa Standard booth. For those of you who don't know the Iowa Standard, Google it if you get a chance. It's fascinating. <laughs> it is the the Iowa version. It's not Fox News. It's more like Newsmax type shit. Like they pull the most obvious propaganda, not backed up with actual fact news stories in with those crazy ass headlines and they make it sort of Iowa centric and related to Iowa. And then they push that out as this Iowa based news source for your smart conservative type shit, right? Really, truly treating people like they're stupid. If you actually read the articles, they're really horrific. And there is Jeff Shipley with an Iowa standard t-shirt on shaking hands at the Iowa standard booth. He wasn't at the Republican booth. He wasn't at the what's a, what's Birmingham or Van, Van Buren County booth. What's the Iowa standard? It's a it's basically an online um, conservative rag. Conservative rag. So they they want to be like like where would you put them on the spectrum? Like the Alex Jones of Iowa? Or uh, they like they're they're not they're not quite that they're not quite there. 
no. on that that round. They're, so like they're, Limbaugh, Rush Limbaugh, they're, Iowa? yeah, they're 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 propaganda. Yeah, okay. I mean they really not even are. Rush Limbaugh. Like they, I don't know if there's podcasts. Yeah, he was like a shock jock. Like they they yeah. do yeah. some organizing. I mean, I, I, this, yeah. like one of the things, and they 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 aim for the echo chamber. Like they don't like dissent. Okay. Yeah. I mean, if you go into the comments, well, fascists generally their no. Facebook yeah. their Facebook page, <laughs> and yeah, back to that. I, I know, I know, I know, Jake. Jake's the editor for the Iowa stand. Yeah, I know. I know Jake. We're sending people to you. Um, but seriously, you should check out their <laughs> Facebook page and seriously. go into the comment section because it really is like pure batshit crazy. It's nuts. This and, 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 and the like, Iowa standard. They, they, <laughs> but to give you yeah. an example, we've passed the law banning ch- transgender care for kids in Iowa, right? Like it's passed, yeah. but they're holding a rally this week in Northwest Iowa, you know, the most conservative area of the state. To, to rally about this and it's like first off the law is passed right and second off like why do you need to go fearmonger in the most conservative yeah. district in the state it is clearly a propaganda machine for the republican party at least the right wing of the republican party well it's to keep them angry it's to yeah, keep yeah. that base angry yeah. and outraged yeah and, and not active. paying attention to what what is actually going on because uh, from a from a local perspective um, if you voted Republican in this election, like this is the question I want you to ask yourself: Is what has been done in the Iowa legislature that benefits <laughs> nothing this man. year? Nothing. I mean, what has has there been something done that improves your access to health care? You know, that shores up your local local nope. health care resources. You know, has there been anything done to fix roads? Has there been anything done nope. to Biden did. improve Biden did. economic development? Yeah, no, I got Biden a few, did. I got a few extra bucks from the state on my state income tax return. You did. What'd I you do did. with it? Did you spend it on Amazon? Did you do- um, donate it to Democratic causes? Um, <laughs> I, I wish I had something real clever for you right there, but I don't. <laughs> that was good enough right there. I like it. So, okay, so, yeah. Agreed, hundred percent. Here's the thing: it's even worse at the national level, and it's coordinated. You guys have been texting me all week long about this freaking the bank situation. Oh my god! About uh, Silicon Valley Bank crashing, and it's it's serious. We're all staring yeah, it's, down it's a serious. potential recession yeah. um, that we hoped we'd gotten through, but we had the serious mismanagement of funds yet again by right. financial brokers who right. are fucking greedy as fuck right. Right. trying to make an extra buck when they shouldn't be and regulations being ignored or pulled out. Well, at, at the end of the day, it's a story of diversification. It's a story of, right. it's a story of just being over leveraged and, and yeah. not being able to cover your, your bets. And, right. and they had a bunch of bets. It's, and it's, also, it's called greed. Well, well, yeah. I mean, also there's, there's also like, there's personal responsibility here for, on the fucking PR team. Okay. So, there's a way to communicate to people that we need $2.2 billion and a press release that says we're short on cash. Where's two bill at right. is not the way to do that, man. <laughs> what happened as a result of that? Everyone who was a customer at SVB went and said, I want my money out of this bank. You're not able to, you're, you're not able to meet your obligations and need $2 billion. I want my money right now. Right. What was that called? The Twitter? That's called a bank run. They called it something. It was like a Twitter bank uh, run. The first well, ever tweet bank run or something. Well, yeah, they, I, I saw, a, I wish I could pull this up or maybe we can post this on the website but it, like the venn diagram of of venture capitalists who had money at svb and then like the number the highly active twitter users like in the top, right whatever it was like a perfect fucking like circle. sorry it wasn't <laughs> a venn diagram it was like right yeah, over yeah, top yeah. of it well considering the fact that the bank catered to the tech industry and the startup industry right which those are generally right well connected makes right. perfect sense social right. media driven yeah. people yeah. well well that's the thing so it was it was heavily reliant on one industry it was and then made up a, a series of bad bets two years ago into treasury bonds usually not a 
risky bet, but yeah. they didn't think it through, put way too much of their assets into it, lost that bet when interest rates started going up. And honestly, at the time, they're the only bank that really did this in that dramatic fashion. Right. That's why right. you, that's why you don't see all these other banks closing right. in the same way at the same there's time. There's some some crypto stuff that got identified as high risk right. and there's some shit that happened right. there. But same same similar, sort of world, right? Issue. Yeah. So, yeah. so all that said, right, that's not that hard to figure out. We're not stupid. Right. There's liquidity can, issues here. Yeah, this yeah. isn't yeah. I mean people don't understand finance. Don't get me wrong. This is sort of a different level of thinking. And I don't understand a lot of what you guys sent me in text of why this shit was going down because Kellen was actually identifying it early on. You were sending us shit like this is going to be a problem. They're over leveraged here. This is going to be a problem. Like legit, like if you understand finance in the slightest in the markets, you could see this coming a little bit and, and it happened, right? But the experts, the researchers, the, the incredibly smart people at Fox News, <laughs> they figured out Wait, the true I cause. Got, here, I'll tell you. Yeah, what do you got? You got can you send me some clips? But that's not the end of the story. In some ways, it's the beginning. So here's the part where you pause and ask yourself a question that too few seem to be considering right now. They're doing this. <laughs> I wonder why they're not what considering What are they going to get in return? Oh, something, for sure. Remember that after 2008, the Obama administration, Eric Holder, swooped in and imposed DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion standards, on the entire financial sector. And that's one of the main reasons our big banks are now increasingly incompetent, and also one of the reasons Americans are so divided by race. What? Ideologues used the 2008 bank bailout to kill American meritocracy. That's a big step. That's a lot of Mostly big words, Tucker. Yeah. But we're living with its consequences. We so, pause that. Pause that real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So basically, because banks aren't racist. Yeah, they, yeah. So they it, did this happen? Well, it's Obama's fault. Did you hear that? Yeah. This is all Obama's fault. It's Obama's fault, but he yeah. put in DEI, diversity, DEI, equity, yeah. and inclusion initiatives, mm -hmm. making banks not racist and that screwed over the meritocracy which is really saying is screwed over the white supremacy of leadership in banks and so it failed yeah is that what he's trying to hint at here that whole thing where he said holder forced dei on all banks what first off the he was the attorney general in the justice department and the justice department doesn't legislate things right so right. what the fuck is he talking about yeah Anyway, but beyond that's that, that's a start point. But, but then he's insinuating that because that happened, because diversity, equity, and inclusion was included in the banks operating, like they, that's what caused this. Well, is that what they're well, saying? Well, I don't. Give me some more. Yeah, yeah. I, I need more. I need There's more. like the, this is a that a seems thing. really fucking whole, off, well, dude. The whole network is like this. Check this out. Wow. Uh, reports that Silicon Valley Bank gave out company-wide bonuses just hours before it <laughs> collapsed and had some backward yeah, that's stupid. priority oh, yeah. even before the failure. Here's a quote. Backward. While Silicon Valley Bank collapsed, top executive pushed woke programs, the exec in question, ahead of yep. risk management. The irony is real here. Business founders and lawmakers alike are going after the bank. Let's watch real quick. Wait, woke? Woke program. There it is. Thing. Go woke, go broke. Yeah. Go woke. Oh my God, that's, that's why it. They... That's why they're doing this, man. Because go woke, go broke. It it is so dumb, and it never made any sense. <laughs> and now this guy is super old and is in a very expensive suit. I feel bad for all these people that lost all their money in this woke bank. Who knows whether woke, the justice department will go after them? 
Uh, they're a woke company, so is this Trump? I guess not. <laughs> Sounds like Trump. Uh, and they'll probably get away with it. We see now coming out that, uh, they were one of the most woke banks what? in uh, their in the their hell? quest for uh, the ESG type uh, type policy and investing. Buzzword, buzzword, just toss trend. it out, man. And there are consequences for synergy Democrat policy. <laughs> oh my God! So basically, what I'm hearing is they're saying that the anyone who's woke is going to go broke. Is if you aren't racist and you aren't sexist and you aren't heterosexist against, against anti-LGBT plus. So if you're like positive on those fronts, care about women, care about black people. Oh man. There's, then you're going to not do well in business. Is that essentially what they're saying? That's uh, what I'm hearing. Hold on, hold saying. On. Is there more? Yeah, there's one more. You got to listen to this one too. When the fed chair finally raised rates, the bank got crushed. Well, why weren't they paying attention? Silicon Valley Bank is a woke Biden bank. A woke They were holding Biden seminars bank. on Lesbian Visibility Day and National <laughs> Pride Month. Now, if you want to hold a Pride Month, that's fine, but you got to be able to chew gum at the same time and walk. See, that's so, it. Holy shit. Are you kidding me? No, it was, it, was, it was Pride Month. That's what did him in, Mike. You got to be able to chew that's gum and it. walk at the same time. So they were too distracted by lesbians. That it was the Zoom backgrounds with the they invested flags. incorrectly, yeah. and and see yeah. that that would have been one of the oh my things god had Dodd, had Dodd Frank not been uh, polled, it would have uh, they would have that 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 included regulations on uh, managing advisors to hedge funds, which is a big part of SVB's business. So they would have been regulated to walk and chew gum, gum at the same time, but Trump took that regulation away. But even then, weird. So there is, let's just be clear. There's no argument there about like they're supporting lesbians. So therefore they made bad financial situations. Let's just, whether or not Dodd Frank is in place, that is the most stupid argument I have ever heard. Lesbian visibility. Lesbian visibility. (laughs) Right, Mike. They're saying that because they had lesbian visibility day, that it fucked up the brains of their decision makers and they invested badly. Because they were too busy chewing gum and not walking. Yep. That's their excuse for why SVB died. Because that is so fucked up. Are you kidding me? No, man. My, and favorite, my favorite was Woke Biden. Woke yeah, Biden. Yeah, Woke Biden. Yeah, that, those are prominent. That's Tucker Carlson, Jesse Water. Those are not like like one-off things that you hear once, uh, like a, a random crazy guess. Like, this is a coordinated thing, man. Well, it's race-baiting. It's coordinated. It's sexist. It's heterosexist. It's, and it's literally saying if... Oh my it's God! Culture wars. It's yeah. non-stop because they think we're stupid. They really do. They and, really do. And I will. I will do it now. I will put a bottle of my best whiskey up. That when this whole thing is autopsied and they determine the cause of it, that they are not going to say it's because <laughs> of because of lesbian day. <laughs> but but Fox News, they do the research. They have good journalism. How does anybody take them seriously anymore, man? I don't get it. I don't get it. It makes no sense. Except unless you really look at it. The real aspect here is they're anti-gay. And they're playing to their base. They're anti-people of color. And they're playing to their base. They're anti-women. And they're playing to their base, who is also sexist, racist, and homophobic, right? That's it. Playing to the base. And here's how we know this. But this is actually true because they're no longer keeping it quiet. They're saying 
the quiet thing out loud. This is a bill, House Bill 999. Governor DeSantis is pushing through. And it is going to remove all sorority and fraternities associated with black people. What? What? Sororities and fraternities associated with Latinx people that have that was one of their criteria. Right? Because everyone should belong, right? Wait, wait. In in Florida, mind you. They're going to remove Jewish study courses, majors and minors. Oh, my God. Feminist theory courses, gender study courses, centers and programs for black students, centers and programs for Latinx students, Asian and AAPI students. Oh, my God. LGBTQ students, LGBTQ plus students. The whole idea is that that's all woke agenda stuff and that none of that is actually real. It's all made up propaganda on the left and that none of that matters. And so the government shouldn't be funding any of it or have it associated with their public universities. And so he's going to get rid of it. And the beauty of this is, too, tenured faculty will be eligible for review now, even though they're tenured. And it'll say that that review will be conducted by trustees who are appointed by the governor, who is now openly using racist propaganda. So there is a clear playbook being pushed, not only by Fox News, but by the Republican Party that is relying on racism, sexism, and homophobia to conduct, what's the term we like to use? I think it starts with F, Kellen. I think it's fascism. It's called fucking fascism. The F word. What do you think that's going to do to higher education? In oh, Florida? I'm, I'm pulling up articles all over the place. Florida professors consider fleeing the state. Um, faculty positions opening up by huge numbers. There's just, if you want a job in higher ed. You asked us that last week. Why the hell are all these Florida jobs coming open? You you said I it. I wonder why. And now we know <laughs> yeah. why. Yeah, they're going to have uh, Cletus the Alligator Wrangler from Okeechobee uh, teaching classes. And teaching at, like at aerospace uh, technology. Yeah. There are some there are some educators now fearing for their safety. So apparently there's like even more to this, guys. Like now that I'm digging into this, there's apparently this mass search of texts and emails of uh, professors and faculty members at the region schools. Right. Yeah. Let me repeat that. There was a mass search of texts and emails of faculty members at these public universities. Wait, are you saying the government searched the texts and emails? Last month, Florida's Republican-dominated legislature demanded state colleges and universities hand over professor and staff communications about diversity, equity, and inclusion. Well, you know, uh, DeSantis asked for $200 million for his own private army. I forgot about that. That's we never talked about that being a, a piece of the fascist movement. Oh right, and his his <laughs> oh and his election police force. Yes, yeah. yes. I mean, you have to be the dumbest dumb fuck of all dumb fuckery fucking dumb places in the world to not see that as bad. That's real bad, people. That's fascism. Yeah. No, yeah. when I I'll be honest, when I sit here and think, God, Iowa is really not good in a good place right now. I realize I don't live in Florida. Right, like, we're not there yet until. Until you realize that the the news last week was all about the governor and Ronnie DeSantis hanging out here in Iowa. Yeah, I know. Apparently, there's like massive unchecked rise in hate and extremism in Florida that we're not really seeing in national headlines, too. Like, if you dive into these local, it's just rampant. Wait, why is that not on Fox News? Well, I wonder why. Well, they've got that school assignment about candles and wax. That's true. That's a good point. That's far more of a bigger That's priority. a way bigger deal than the white supremacist Oregon, beating up Jews. Fucking in Oregon. Beating up Jews in the streets in Florida. Yeah. That's that's way bigger deal. Yeah. But but see, DeSantis is is uh, the assistant piss catcher. Um, what? 
Oh, that was that. That was the story last week. Is that he's overinflated his resume when he was in the Navy. He claimed he was a Navy fighter pilot, but he actually was like the assistant to the urinalysis coordinator for the. In the is in this like, real? Yes. Yes. He was the assistant piss catcher. <laughs> like with a scientist that was studying piss? No, I mean like, you know. What's a urinologist? Analysis. An, like A well, urine analysis? Well, like uh, I, I'm sure that probably the naval aviators probably have to go in and drop a piss test every so often. Oh, I see. Okay, okay. So he really wasn't a pilot? No. Hey, but that's Christ. not nothing new. We're not getting rid of Republican legislators at all when they lie openly on their no, resumes. No, no. Hate crimes year over year against Jews in Florida have risen 300%. See, and that's what I worry about with our kids here in Iowa. We have a 1,000 maybe trans kids. If you look at just basic statistics here in Iowa, you know that the shit they're pulling against those kids right now, the government's pulling against those kids, treating them like they're not human fully, that they are going to be absolutely bullied and people are going to feel justified bullying them simply because these laws are passing and they feel like, oh, it's okay for me to not treat them as human beings. 11% of the 855 shitheads that were charged in connection to the insurrection on January 6th hail from the state of Florida. They think we're fucking stupid. Beauty is, here's the thing, this is what gives me hope, guys, is, is we're not. And I don't think there's very many people that watch the Tucker Carlson thing and we're like, oh, yeah. That's what happened. I think there's a machine of people out there, the Russian trolls, the Iowa Standard employees who are trying to make a living with the money they make off that, that are feeding yeah. that narrative online. They're uh, countering yeah. your perspective, Jacob, that when you count, I think it's all the same people, just he, different logins, right? He didn't convince anybody new. No. He didn't convince anybody new. No. Nobody, nobody new looked at that and said, I'm, that's, yep, that's, that's what happened. He, he just reinforced that small percentage right. of the population yeah. still clinging to. Right. And he made them louder and he sent them out onto the internet all riled up. Yeah. But I think a lot of them are like paid employees of the Iowa Standard. Like it's their job to rile people up. And so that's what they're doing. And it didn't work this time. It's like a it's like a troll farm. Yeah. Yeah. So, but you know what? There's hope in that. There's hope in the fact that Joni Ernst stood next to Mitch McConnell and countered Tucker Carlson. There's hope in as much as I think Mike Pence is a fucking tool, him going after Trump. You know, I I don't know if we're turning the corner because it sure as hell doesn't feel like that here in Iowa. But I think there is a limit to how fucking stupid we are. I'd pump the brakes on the Pence thing because there's a political calculation going on. Oh, 100%. But at least Pence isn't that. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's just this this diehard, super extreme religious nut. Yeah. Yeah, And he still on January 6th. Did the right thing. Yeah, he Not did. Not that he could have done the wrong thing. He right. didn't have any. He didn't. He couldn't have been in that situation in the first place. Well, you know, when DeSantis was in Des Moines last week, um, there was, uh, I think it was actually CNN interviewed some of the Iowa Republicans that were there, right. and uh, I think like they talked to the chair of the committee in Dallas County and some other people, and I, I mean, amongst Iowa Republicans, a lot of them have moved past Trump. They should, yeah. Oh, did you see that? They're, they're pretty much... As long scary. as they're, they're... Are they DeSantis, though? That's the scary Because that's the far more scary than Trump ever was. The party of fascism. The party of fascism. It's clear. You don't... It's in every state right now. Look at what they're doing. Yeah. And it's a little more so in Iowa and Florida in recent years. Well, Kim wants to be DeSantis' running mate. It sort of feels like that, doesn't it? 
I was just talking about hope, and we're going to end this thing on hope. I'm, Sorry, I'm sort Mike. of struggling with that, guys. Okay. We don't want to leave this on too sad of a note. How do we do something about this? Who we talk? Who needs to step up here and actually make a difference? Well, I've been thinking a lot about this this week, and and I I think that we have to we have to start looking back towards the you know 1990s Bill Clinton third way okay philosophy of recognizing that there's there's certain things that we have to strike balance on conservative versus liberal. Right. I mean, that's how a functioning government works, bipartisanship. We have to figure out how to get rid of this division. We have right. to we have to we have to figure out and we have to get people that maybe don't necessarily think the way that we typically if you if you've listened to the show for an extended period of time, you may not agree with everything that we say. But I'll bet if we sat down, if you came in the studio, sat down, had beer with us, and we sat here and talked about it, you would find that we have the same concerns about the same things. We may have different theories on how to fix those situations. Right. And those were the types of discussions that conservatives and liberals were having right. 15 years ago. Right. And we're not doing that anymore. We are. It's literally one side is sitting here saying we have things that need to be fixed, and the other side is going on about you know litter boxes and bathrooms. Right. I, got, I had that literal conversation with a buddy just the other night, one of my kids' friends' parents. Great freaking guy. Great guy. And he asked me about the litter boxes in the bathrooms and people that were, were identifying as cats. And I'm like, that's not a thing. It literally is not a thing. There might be a, a girl boy here that does that shit. They got, they got shot down immediately. There's no litter boxes in bathrooms. He's like, oh, I heard there was one in so-and-so. I'm like, yeah, I called them. I called the superintendent because they were in my district I was running for. Nothing happened. And I also heard it was in this district and this district and this district because every place I went to speak, they all told me about the litter boxes being pushed in their school because it's being pushed by Fox News. It's yeah. being pushed by state representatives and state senators as these things they have to care about. So that's going to be this trouble with, with what we're talking about. The hard part, I think, Jacob, is how do we scrape off this crust of bullshit to actually hear what the right actually cares about? Because there's this big crest of bullshit on top that they've been told is important. And they think is important, even though it has no impact on their lives at all. But it's just sitting there because that's the, the talk show they listen to. That's Fox News that their, grand, their dad put on or mom put on at night every time they went to bed. And that's what they've eaten for the last 10, 15 years is this crust of bullshit of there are litter boxes in all the bathrooms of our schools. How do we get that off the top layer? to get to those actual conversations, what you're talking about. I, I think that, I think that it's time that people like assert to themselves. We aren't this stupid. Yes. <laughs> I mean, when you, when you see, like I said, at the, the outset, when you see something that outrages you, if you, if you read the headline and it gives you a feeling of outrage, that should be your first clue that you need to look deeper. Yeah. So it's that initial, if you have that gut reaction, if your serotonin levels go up, if you have, and it's about politics, then maybe you're being bullshitted too. Yeah. How do we tell our own folks that though? Because there's a lot of shit that's being said by DeSantis and by Reynolds and that impact my own life that they're passing right now that I see in a headline that do does rile me up almost immediately. How do I counter that or how do I meet those those right folks halfway? Well, I think I think my question on that is is uh, this is just like I used to say about abortion and gay marriage. Right. Um do you really lose sleep at night over this? 
Like, is this really the type of thing that you think our legislators should be focused on? I mean, is is everything in your life doing so well right now that this is this is your sole legislative focus? Right, but I'm I'm going to counter you because you just switched back over to the right. I'm going back to the left for a second. Oh, okay. I'm saying we do the same thing on issues, and we see these headlines because we're sending each other headlines all the time, right? And like, what? Can you believe what this fucker just said? Can you believe what this guy just said? Can you mm-hmm. believe what bill they just passed? And it is extreme. It's like, holy shit, right? And it, it gets our, our emotions up and riled. How do we model the right behavior in that context? Because in some cases, we aren't being bullshit, too. These are real things that the Republicans are passing that are so fucking extreme. Well, I, I think I think it's kind of, I think it kind of goes back to like third grade, third grade English, you know, looking for context clues. Right. I mean, there's a big difference between a news story that says that a politician said something really outrageous that there's, you know, audio or video evidence that they actually said it. Right. Or, you know, that there's an email or a text message. Right. Versus, you know, like Kellen's story of the Oregon situation of, oh, you know, this, this sex, this is sex education gone crazy. Right. But there's no context provided as to what it actually intended. And while it's relevant to the Mount Pleasant School District. I mean, I, I think yeah. that's that's the big difference yes. is is you, you have to look at the context of it and the the evidence. I think that that it's sort of uh, almost journalism 101. Right. Like, are there credible sources that have been cited? You know, if you have an elected representative that, that posts some nonsense about something going on mm-hmm. and uses, cherry picks things out of a, a defined medical study, you can do that. I mean, you can you can go through any medical study and cherry pick anything that you want out of it to try and make an argument, but you have to read the whole thing, yeah. and it's not easy to do. And that's not to say that that people aren't stupid, but there's an art and a science to reading a medical study. Also, like eight years of education to understand <laughs> what that medical study says. Yeah, I mean, you, right? you, you have to have kind of a basic understanding of statistics, right? Because otherwise you can cherry pick those things out of that and right. make it look however you want. So that goes back into modeling the right behavior for our fellow rural Americans, rural Iowans here in this case, right? Like we're rural. I've started off really conservative. I've become more liberal because the right has gone farther to the crazy. My role now in this context here in rural, I think, is it's really important that I don't get lit up every time I see something that's crazy ass bullshit. When I read an article or someone says something to me or a buddy of mine who I, I respect says some racist shit, it's not my role to say, you racist? I can't believe you said that. God, you know, like it's instead saying, hey, you know, let's let's not do that. I'm good with uh, I, I get what you're doing. I used to say racist stuff, too, but I've just learned a lot more about the issue. So I just re- would appreciate if you didn't say those racist jokes in front of me. And let's talk. Let's make other jokes about, you know, whatever. And and actually model good behavior instead of screaming at them back behavior because then it just becomes he says she said they're screaming at each other i'm right you're right kind of shit but to your point if we actually model the right way and we say hey you know i get what you're saying there but like i I looked into that and actually looked at the details i followed up and that just means we're gonna have to do the fucking work well i mean i've 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 loved debating politics for 20 years and and I think to you know I've had very big vigorous debate with conservative friends over the years about various policies, you know, of of liberal economic policies versus you know conservative economic policies, which I actually tend to lean towards right. conservative economic policies. Um, but 
but the the thing is is that we don't have those discussions anymore right. it's literally just repeating this bullshit right and and what i've seen a lot of the the people on the left especially that you know are doing the research on these things the, the typical response is hashtag citation needed right and well, i that's think good i that's think that summarizes it is, is if you're going to spout that then you need to be able to back that up with the context and where you got the information from. Hashtag citation needed. I use that all the time. Hashtag I, citation It's not usually in a hashtag. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I got you. Yeah. Okay. I like that. I think I think that's a great summary, but I even think that's a great title to the episode. Hashtag citation needed. Because it really is. Can you believe it's dumb fuckery? They're treating us like we're stupid. In truth, they're lying to us. So actually, I, I, I don't think it's hashtag. I think it's asterisk citation needed. Asterisk. That's, that's how I've seen it posted in social media comments. Is they'll they'll put an asterisk with citation needed next to it. Okay. I like to put it in brackets. It's kind of professorial. Well, yeah. that's because that's how I put it on my students' papers. In brackets. Yeah, put a bracket, red pen, in their, citation needed, like in line, citation needed. Yeah. Maybe that needs to be our theme for this next year as they pull out all this bullshit. This citation needed. Citation needed. I'm handing out potatoes. Okay, we're done. <laughs> <laughs> Grew up with cornfields in every direction. That's where I learned all of my lessons about life and living without fences. In the land of the free to have opinions. If you work a job, you ought to make a living. George Strait or George Gay, there's no difference. People need help, and I think that we should listen. Three chords, and my truth is I'm a good old boy with the bleeding heart. Just a homegrown hick with the hybrid car. I think y'all means harm, and I know we all just want to know that we belong. And there's a lot more color in the mix when you're loud and proud out in the sticks. I am. Wide open spaces, plenty of room for us all to be safe in. Yeah, that's the future that I'm chasing, so I'm gonna go make it. I'm a good old boy with the bleeding heart, just a homegrown hick with the hybrid car. I think y'all means harm, and I know we all just wanna know that we belong. And there's a lot more color in the mix when you're loud and proud out in the sticks. Y'all means all and I know we all just want to know that we belong.